Nation. Welcome to episode four of the Hive Nation podcast. Today we have a special guest of Hive Nation, uh, a personal friend of the Hive Nation. Uh, we have Trevor Ethier. He is a celebrated athlete in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan here. And um, I couldn't be uh, more proud of the guy, to be honest. Uh, Trevor is a uh, University of Saskatchewan athlete, uh, former athlete. Um, he is uh, a former player and current coach of Softball Canada. Uh, he currently is helping coach the Canadian Junior Women's um, Softball Team. Um, Trevor is a 2003 Pan Am Championship gold medal winner for fast pitch. He is a 2009 World Championship bronze medal winner for fast pitch. Um, Trevor got inducted into Saskatoon Sports Hall of Fame in 2018. And uh, I was part of that celebration and, and that was a very proud moment. Uh, probably not the most proudest the night before, but uh, it, was, it, was a proud, it was a proud moment no matter, no matter what. Um, Trevor uh, is a uh, runs a, a softball academy here in Saskatoon called the Tiger Softball Academy with another gentleman, and uh, basically what they do is is they coach and bring along um, up and coming softball uh, players to uh, get the most out of them within the softball academy, which is a very cool uh, thing as well that he will be talking about. Uh, Trevor played with the Saskatoon Blades in the Western Hockey League. He played with the North Battleford North Stars in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Um, Trevor is a six-time champion for the Canadian uh, Native Nationals uh, fastball or fast pitch championships. He is a 2010 ISC fast pitch champion and a 2009 Canadian Championship fast pitch winner as well. So. Uh, he is uh, he's very decorated, like I did say. So, Trevor, thanks a lot for being here today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Greg, for having me here. Really looking forward to this. So, awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, the one question that I will start off you with is, uh, what pleasure do you get out of coaching? Well, I think for coaching itself, I think it's just an ex extremely enjoyable thing for a um, number of reasons. The number one thing is it's the passion that's involved with coaching. I just think that's the number one thing. I just think that it's being able to, you know, share my experiences and growing up playing and then obviously all the coaching that I've done and currently coaching, I just think that just getting that and seeing the enjoyment that the kids get and all these athletes get and where they can go and become, I think is the one of the most enjoyable things for sure. You, you mentioned passion and, you know, when you have passion as a player and then have a passion for coaching, do those two equal out? Like, do those... Do you find it, it on the same level as, as playing and coaching that you get out of playing or coaching as a passion? I do, actually. I think that's a lot of those things that you take from being a player itself. And I think if you have that positive approach and then you have that passion that goes with it and then you kind of develop those relationships and figure out that with your athletes and things like that, I think you get the most out of everybody involved. Yeah, so. that, that's a very cool uh, That's a very cool way of, of, of putting how... how passion can be perceived on the field versus off the field even though you're maybe not on the field with these young athletes you're still going through every play with them you know and and playing it out as you were out there exactly and i think that's one thing that i've learned you know taking from being a player now in coaching is that especially over the years is that you, you get to know your athletes a lot more 
lot more at the personal level, and I think that kind of helps you, and that kind of drives and what's what gets the most out of them, and what's their passion, and where they want to go, and things like that. And I think that really helps you and how you go ahead and prepare yourself and your plan. Yeah, the coaching aspect. Right? Yeah, so, I really like that. I really like how, how you 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 put it like that. That's that's a really good, that's a really good thing for future coaches out there watching this. That you know, take your passion that you had on the field and and show it to them on the, on the field, right? Whether sometimes it might be right, wrong, or otherwise, but you know, you still have to have that, right? Yeah, and I think about, I think back of like all the coaches I've had over the years, and I think, you know, what have I learned from them? You know, from what have I got most out of them? And you take little bits and pieces, and I think that kind of develops on who you become as you get older in life and as a coach yourself, right? You take those sort of things, you take the qualities that you think were the great things that worked for me and what didn't work for me and how do you make those changes mm -hmm. and then you get to get to know each of those athletes and you think okay what's going to trigger that person what's going to get the most out of them and I think that's what you learn and that's how we can grow each and every day as a coach. So as a spin-off from that then Trevor is there uh, is there a certain coach that that you know kind of leaned on you more that influenced you more in the way that you currently coach? I wouldn't say there's a current one. I wouldn't want to just use a particular name, but no. I think there's a lot of things that I've seen in the coaches that I've had, whether it's at the university level, the junior level, yeah. you know, minor level, things mm -hmm. like that. And you, you kind of take all those things, and I think kind of, like I said, it's developed who I am as a person, and I think it's brought me into taking that sort of passion, that positivity, and that you know, organization and communication. I think that's a big one that's grown over the years for me too, is just having that communication, not only with your other fellow coaches, but you know, your athletes, the parents, and yeah. else that's involved, and I think that's what develops a real good coach as well. On the flip side of that, have you had, like, a bad coach that that you, you know, kind of told yourself that, you know, I'm never going to have a coach like that myself? You know, in regards to coaching, I would say, yeah, um, but not as a person. Like, there's some really good, great people mm -hmm. out there that are, you know, awesome people that I can go hang out with and do them. This doesn't mean I necessarily feel like a good, a good coach, right? Sure, so, sure. And vice versa, right? There's a lot of good coaches out there that maybe aren't your closest people. That's that's right. You take those good qualities and you try to get the most out of everything from that way too. Yeah. Right? So that's excellent. That's I, I love that. Um, how has influence of, of coaching on your personal life uh, made a difference to your daily approach? As as in whether it be you know uh, uh, teaching as you do or. Uh, coaching as you do. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is that it takes for me is I get to see the enjoyment the kids get out of it and the athletes get out of it on their personal success. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. It's about them. It is. Right? And that's it's all about them now. It's like, you know, I've had my time going and playing. Now it's my enjoyment. Seeing them succeed and, you know, whatever goals that's going to be, whether it's going on to be a national team player, you want to go play college, you want to go play junior hockey, whatever you want to go play. You know, university football, when I was coaching football, all those sort of things are involved. It's, it's the mm -hmm. success that they want for themselves, and I think uh -huh. that's my biggest enjoyment. I've seen it with my own kids themselves, and you go ahead and you coach your own kids in sports as well, and then you also be coaching high school athletes to national team athletes and all different levels. But the bottom line, it comes down to that's the biggest successes. And, and that's the thing about being a coach, like when you when you have that passion as an athlete yourself and then you become a coach, mm -hmm. you get more nervous than the athletes. Yeah, so if yeah, you're sitting yeah, on the yeah. sidelines, you're losing yeah, your yeah, mind yeah. and they're calm, cool and collected because they're in the moment and you like just carry that passion as a coach for the whole team. Yeah, you're right, you say that Greg, because I'm like, I always said, it's a lot easier being a player than yeah. a coach that way. Because right? you get so worked up and excited for them and you just try to, you know, keep them in that same mindset. How can you stay focused and yeah, yeah. do that? But, it's always a lot easier playing. You just never thought you just went and did it. 
but you uh, you celebrate the wins and losses with them, you know, the same way. You That's know, right. you, you coach them through the losses, and you su- you uh, you uh, succeed with their wins, or you you uh, yeah. celebrate their wins, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for sure. So I love that. That's awesome. Uh, what impact have you made on athletes outside of sports? Well, I think the big things you get from all these different you know lessons you have with coaching. I think that you take these things for your life events, whatever you choose. You got to realize that life is. We love to do all these sports and play them as long as we can, but there's always going to be life after that, right? Mm-hmm. So right. what are these characteristics you have, whether it's being a good communicator, being positive, you know, having that passion, you know, that hard work ethic, you know, being organized, all those sort of things. And just biggest thing is what sort of relationships have you built along the way? Because those are a lot of your great people. And it's one of those things you play sports for so long, you coach it. They don't have to be your closest friends, but it's nice that you can meet up, you know, years down the road and all of a sudden you see these people and you can have great memories and great connections because of the experiences you've had. Yeah. And I think that's that's one thing I love about our, our softball academy itself too. We get all these kids that come in to our program. It's, you know, now they get a chance to be part of a family, you know, and then they get a chance. These are close friends going forward and you can go ahead and compete against them in the summertime. But now all of a sudden when it comes down to it, you're like, wow, pretty cool people that have a lot of similar interests. Yeah, which is great too. So I've been with you in the past where you, there's been uh, your former student athletes have have come up to you being like, "Hey, Mr. Ether, it's great to see you." You you see the respect yeah. that they have for you, and that that's a, that's a big thing for me. That that was that's a, you know so kudos to you, Trevor. For oh, sure. thanks, Jason. No, I just like I said, the one person I give a lot of credit to is actually my teaching and coaching partner right now is Don Bates. Like he's been a fantastic leader for myself like if I think in the coaching aspect and things like that just things that I've learned and built on over the past you know 11 years that we've been working together is just how strong it is in making relationships and developing relationships with these athletes yeah you know and how that really goes a long mm-hmm. ways and then you talk about going outside of after sport and I think that's a lot of those great things you know a lot of that comes down to the mentorship as well too right mm-hmm. so if you want to call don a mentor yeah. right these other kids that see you outside you know they would see you as a mentor now right mm-hmm. you know and they take that what they learn from you and make that into their own you know mentorship abilities as well yeah and i think it's pretty cool like i said like i said just to see the smiles on these kids faces and the success they have and that's it's always nice to hear those stories back right because it's you know you have so many different athletes or kids that you've taught over the years that you see them go off to different places and then you get to connect again and yeah. or you get to follow them it's, it's pretty cool. Do you have a, a certain, uh, somebody that's come, come to your academy that has excelled like to a, a next level? That We've actually had quite a few kids that have went on to play, you know, at the post-secondary level or went on and got scholarships or played national team and awesome. things cool. like that, So which is, which is great because if those kids that come in and that's their goal for themselves and they achieve it, then Fantastic, right? Anyway, we talked about it this morning a little bit. So they like a lot of these ple- people come from smaller communities into we'll, we'll call it the center that we're in as a, as a bigger center, um, but yet they can still get the same coaching or sorry the better coaching here, obviously, in the better program, and yet still get uh, taught the same curriculum that they would get in a smaller town. But it's more outreach here, right? It's that's, more of a, a that's correct. Yeah, they, they come in just for the. Softball Academy itself, you get a chance to train two hours of the school day, something that you love to do, things like that. In the meantime, getting your same education that you get wherever you are, right? Yeah. So, you know, between our school program, and I'll give a lot of credit to the 222's Fast Pitch program as well. They go and they have these kids that play at the elite level and they travel and do all that sort of thing, where we get to train them during the school day. So it's kind of a combination of both. We kind of yeah. work real well together and that sort of stuff as well. I just don't know how many 
people would get the opportunity to be coached with a guy with the type of bio that he, I started. He might have had the longest intro so far. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has had the longest intro so far. But then you just don't get that opportunity to be coached with a guy with that type Absolutely. of bio on a daily basis. So, you know, kudos to you, Trevor. Like, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's, you should be very proud of your accomplishment and what you've done. Like, it's, I'm, I'm very proud. Well, thanks, guys. But I like it. Like, Don and I look at each other all the time each, every week and we say, you know what, we, we feel like we have the luckiest job. Yeah. in the world at school. Like I think just working with these athletes that we have in our program, it's the most enjoyable thing for me in that part of things, so I just love it. But that's that's cool. a whole different extent. I go up to the national team and work with those junior athletes and things mm -hmm. like that. That's just a totally different experience, but I love that as well. It's just yeah. my day-to-day -day thing and just having the work I do at the academy is my favorite thing. Awesome, love it. Uh, before we flip gears, I just want to expand on that, Trev. So we talked about seeing you know, the ath athlete evolution as a, you being a coach and see them go to post-secondary the national team. Do you get the same enjoyment or uh, if a kid doesn't move on to an athletic career, they get hurt or, you know, any other thing, they, they have other passions. Do you have uh, athletes that come back and, and say, hey, Trev, Coach Trev, uh, I'm a teacher now and it's because what you taught me in softball. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. I think that's great that you brought that up. I think just whatever success and whatever route these kids want to go, things like that, if something doesn't work out, but you've given it a try and you've done the best you can to do it, that's going to happen too, right? Mm -hmm. And that's and that's okay. Like, you know, you go on and just be a successful person in life and, you know, take off some of these qualities and you can bring that out to somebody else and do that. That's awesome. So, yeah. Very proud of these kids. Yeah, thanks for you. That's fantastic. Um, I want to switch gears a bit and kind of talk about when you were an athlete, you were a high-level athlete in hockey and softball like we touched on. Is there a big difference uh, from an athlete standpoint on the coaching styles in hockey and softball or, or any other sports for that matter that you I think it can be. I think a lot of it comes down to just the type of coaches that you have. Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, if you think about it, uh, the coaches that we've all had in our life, is it someone who's been a positive person or is it somebody that, you know, kicking your butt and riding your butt all the time, are they finding ways to improve you and make you that better person and a better athlete? I think that's the big thing. I think in both hockey and softball, I felt fortunate that I had that good people that have you know, been able to coach me and help me out and mm -hmm. things like that. It doesn't mean it's always been successful, it just means that they're always in the right interest for me and that's the important thing. I think all your athletes need to recognize that and realize that you have their best interest and you, you're trying to improve them and take on like, not only as an athlete standpoint, but into life skills as well. I love how you touched on uh, best interest. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know that was that's that was the point that I really pulled out of that was that you know it's everything in your best interest. It's just not because the Heat wants to see you become the next Wayne Gretzky. Right. It's you know where you can go with your own career, mm -hmm. not not follow somebody necessarily, but carve your own path. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah. And like I took as a player, there's two things you can always control, and I tell that with all the coaches I work with now too, is I. You can always control your attitude and your work ethic, mm -hmm. right? So those are the two things I say, right? As a player and a coach, you can do that, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you build that, instill that into your students as well. Yeah, it's a, it goes a long way, I think. Yeah, so. yeah that's a very good point. Yeah. So that, that kind of brings me perfectly into the next question. When we look at those highly gifted athletes, like those natural athletes that any sport they touch, they're phenomenal, and you know sometimes they tend to have a bit of ego mm -hmm. is that how you kind of approach coaching an athlete like that or an individual like that from that mindset of take that chip off your shoulder yeah or? there's there's always ways to improve like like i say to everybody there's always bigger fish in the pond mm -hmm. 
right? So it's like you can always strive to get yourself better. As good as you are around here, there's always going to be athletes that are that much better somewhere else. So what are you going to do? Whether it's your work ethic standpoint or the attitude or what you got to do to put in that stuff, but there's always ways to improve in all aspects, right? So, and if your weakness right now because you feel like the talent wise is there and it's a, a mental aspect, why are you struggling with situations? I love mm -hmm. to have those conversations with people on what's triggering those sort of things or yeah. why are you blocking yourself thinking you can't do it, right? Because you got to put yourself in being, going back to that point we made earlier about being that positive person. And yeah. If you're having those negative thoughts all the time, yeah. it's going to be you know, really difficult for you to succeed out that standpoint and then therefore in life situations. You know, an extension to Greg's question there, you know, we talk about it all the time with, you know, Wayne Gretzky, he, he wasn't the best mm -hmm. coach, but the guy was, obviously we know who Wayne Gretzky is and what yeah. he's done. So like, how would you, how would you get the most out of a player? Like if you had a, a talent like Wayne Gretzky, for example, on your team, how would you get the most out of a guy like Wayne Gretzky, even though he's 10 times better than everybody on the ice or on the field, you know? How, how do you, do you treat those people differently or how, how, do, how does those, how do those people work within your coaching mm -hmm. ability? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the challenging things as a coach is for sure. And I think that's something I just say when I start off my coaching career, that's something I try to improve on each and every year, right? Yeah. Is how do you go ahead and adapt and challenge each of your different levels of your athletes and things like that, right? So I think yeah. just finding ways that they can feel challenged each and every day whether it's in a practice situation, game situation, off ice, you know, on the on the field, things like that, right? So, so you know, on the field, you, right? you may so, have nine different players with nine different types of skills, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, to to be able to coach each one of them to their own skill, that's a that's a skill in itself. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the top aspects for making a good coach, right? When for sure. Go ahead and do that, right? Because not everybody's the same. For sure. Right. You know, yeah. that's no different whether it be sports, executive. Mm -hmm. Sales doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know, it's your your ability is your ability, and you have to get the most out of that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing. It bleeds into sales or anything too, but especially in sports, when you as an athlete have a coach that's been where you've been. You know, they played on the same stage, maybe a few years ago, mm -hmm. but when there's that struggle, you as a coach would go, "Hey, look, mm -hmm. I've been there. Yeah. I know what you're going through. You know, just take a step back, breathe." You know how to play the game. You know what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. And now you got to execute. Yeah. Trust me. I know this exactly. <laughs> and having that as a coach, mm -hmm. um, like having being the athlete that has that as a coach, it's such an advantage. Because not every coach can say that sometimes. That's right. And having that luxury is something that, that me as an athlete, I know I was always grateful for. Mm -hmm. I had coaches that went to the Olympics and like asking them, what was it like? That's invaluable yeah so how much is it that mindset you know when with relations of what Greg just said there how much is it is it mindset versus physical ability right so you have to have it between your ears I, I get it you have to be an athlete mm -hmm. but you also have to have it between your ears right? I think it's you know a high percentage of it is between years right and yeah. that aspect of the game especially when you're trying to separate because you get to the higher levels there's you're there for a reason, right? The talent wise is there. Mm, sure. Right, right? What's going to take you that next step and make you above somebody else? Yeah. Right. So it comes down to that mental aspect. Right? You know, it's it's you have to have the heart, but you also have to have it. You have to have the ability to yes. between your ears to do it. Like you have to have the absolutely. You know, you have to be able to put the two or four or ten things together in order mm -hmm. to take it to the next level. And that's why you know a lot of people can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, they don't. And one key word I like to use, you know, with my athletes in situations where we're talking about this is inspirational. Oh, yeah. Right, so I like to think about like you know when when they're down or something's not going right, what can you offer as a coach to get them to feel like mm -hmm. you know what, 
I'm still a really good player. I didn't have a good day. I didn't have a good at bat or a good inning or didn't have a good period or whatever it was, right? So, but realize they have to understand that they're still a great player, an important part of your team, things like that. How can you help them as a coach, right? So, yeah. What are some things? What are you going to trigger? Is it something you warm up out in the back? Do you get kicked in the butt? Yeah. You know, what can you do? Short-term memory too, exactly. right? <laughs> and I think it's finding those relationships with those players. And I always go back to that, it's that inspirational thing of how you can be as a coach to your athletes. Yeah. yeah, I love that. To quote the great Ted Lasso, happiest animal in the world is goldfish. That's right. That's just it. When you're at that high level, in, again, in any field, mm-hmm. and you have a bad day, you feel like the biggest piece of crap in the world. Like, no, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm over. Yeah. Well, when a Connor McDavid has a bad day, he doesn't do that. No. He goes back the next shift and lights it up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't always see that, but you don't see the Edmonton Oilers coach lean over and tell him something that he needs to hear. Or his teammate go, hey, why are you moping? Like, pick it up. And then having that team mentality mm-hmm. from the coaching staff, from your teammates is huge. And brings me to my next question. What does team mentality mean to you, Trev? It means bringing everybody together as one is a big thing. And just the whole leadership, everybody, you know, being the leader on the team, it's not just going to be your captains, your assistant captains, your coaches. It's got to be everybody feeling like they're part of the same piece yeah. in the puzzle. And I think that's a big thing is team mentality. And just having that belief, whatever goal that's going to be, that we can achieve it. And everybody's up front with what that's going to be. And yeah. whether it comes down to expectation and roles of, particular team, things that are players on the team, whatever it is, I think that just that whole mentality of what we're going to do, we're going to be fun and have fun, and that's yeah. what we're going to do, right? And that's how can we work together, because this is a, an environment for everybody, and we want to make sure that it's that yeah. great experience, right? So uh, A couple episodes ago, Charleston Hughes talked about yeah. how everybody within the locker room has their roles, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're Connor McDavid or whether you're, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom of the barrel. You still are on that team for a reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you know that your role, and you everybody plays to their role, you win. Yeah. Right. And you win as a team, you lose as a team. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that as a coach, you must have to, you know, play that fine line though as well, right? As to how do how do I pick and choose my leaders out of this this dressing room in order to get the most out of them for themselves, yeah. not for me just to sit there and kick their butt. That's right. Right? Like I need to, the leaders of this mm-hmm. dressing room in order to step up and put everybody together as a family. Yeah, and that's that fine balance of having those leaders, but also on the other hand, those ones maybe aren't necessarily the great leadership qualities, but how do they feel like they're such an important part of this team too? Yeah, everybody has to everybody feel has wanted. Have to feel wanted. Yeah. You know, and as a coach, that's a huge responsibility mm-hmm. for you. you got to make sure that all your athletes do feel wanted. Yeah. So when, when you are picking that leadership team, what are the attributes that you look for? Like, yeah, these three people are going to be my assistant captains, my captain, because dot, dot, dot. Getting everybody involved is the one thing for sure. Like in regards to, you know, making everyone feel like they're a part. Yeah. You know, things like that. And just leading by example. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. And I think as a coach and a player, all of us in life situations, you lead by example and you want people to read off that. And I think that's a big one for sure. So as a, as a, as a coach, whether it be within a sports type of uh, atmosphere or whether it be a office type of atmosphere, how would you say is the best way to, in order to get everybody together? Communication. I think yeah. a lot of times people get themselves in trouble because they don't communicate. Okay. Right? When something's tough, they avoid that and they stay away from those things. And I think that's what happens with coaches with their athletes too. I love that. Right? It's, and I think that's amongst between players and players too, right? Not just with the coaches. I think 
just having that communications and belief and being positive one another, whether it's a negative situation, how can we build off of this and how do we go forward? Yeah. Right. And I think that's a, that's a big one. That's a fantastic answer. Communication. We preach communication all the time yeah. and uh, whether it be personal or professional and uh, you know, that that really plays into what we try and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you don't talk about the good or the bad, especially if you don't talk about the bad, you can't fix it. That's right. And in sports, you know, you either you're watching game tape off a big loss to see this is where it broke down or mm-hmm. just that personal downfall or whatever it was that day. You know, I, twisted my ankle and tried to play through it or mentally I wasn't at the game today and having the ability to talk and creating that space where the coaches and athletes are comfortable talking. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And making your your athlete and player feel welcome still when you're having those conversations, right? Because it's going to be tough sometimes, but you're not just necessarily, you're not just kicking them where they can't get up from this, right? You got to make sure that. And especially with the age groups that you deal with, right? Right, You know, like Mm -hmm. it's a very, you know, delicate age, you know, if I want to put it that way, it's a very delicate age that, you know, they may take it personally. They, even though you're trying to get them better on the field, they may take it personally and then take it home with them and you don't necessarily want that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great way of putting that. You know, on that note, did you see a difference when you were that age in the, maybe a little bit more gruffness of the coaching? Opposed to now, I mean, there's been so many changes in that span of time, but was it different back then? Like, were coaches as attentive uh, in general? There's no question it was different. Right? Like, <laughs> like, for sure. Like, without putting any names out there, like that, for sure. Like, which ones, but it's like, for sure, things have changed quite a bit in regards to the sensitivity of players and athletes and things yeah. like that as compared to how things were yeah. when we all grew up, you know, playing yeah. sports and things like that. But, yeah. Doesn't mean that you don't have respect for those people and things like that. They don't. They don't. They're great coaches and mm-hmm. great people, and they're still good friends. It's just a. It's just a different mindset. Yeah. Things yeah. are taken nowadays, right? So. Yeah. Just a different different way of coaching. Right? It is. It is. I'm I'm good. I'm good too, Chuck. That was amazing. Those are some yeah. great sound bites out of that. Like uh, we couldn't have asked for anything more out of that. That was awesome. Uh, Hive Nation, uh, thanks. Shout out to Trevor Ethier for, for showing up here again and, and doing this with us. Um, until next time, thank you. Well, thank you guys. It's awesome. Yeah, Chad, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hive Nation, out. Okay.